Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tats Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Josh McMahon. He's the vice president at Bramante Homes. So Josh, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. It's an honor that you reached out to me and then we're able to link up and, and jump on the mics together. Yeah. You mentioned something very interesting and you talked about, you know, your job being building homes, but you also like building people. So tell me about that. That's a crazy concept, right? So I've been in home building for probably 15 years. So I've spent some time in home building, some federal construction time, commercial construction, a little bit of industrial. So I've I've dabbled in all of them. And home building is where I find myself continuing to come back to. And probably eight years ago, I said, I don't really like this anymore because home building is chaos, right? I've heard it said before, it's chaotic. You go out to the job and things are everywhere. And you're like, where's the control? Where's the organization? Where's the flow? And it's just this organized chaos that all these people slam together at the same time. And then we spit out this product in, in 120, 150 days, right? And I said, that doesn't work for me because I'm I'm constantly trying to evolve and I want to be better. And I'm saying the business should be getting better. And yet we're doing the exact same thing, even with all the technology. So I was making a pivot. I was done. And I went back to college and I earned my bachelor's degree in business management. And around the same time, I was working for a home building company who was not doing well in the field. I mean, that's to put it mildly. And it wasn't one community. It was every community. I said, man, we need processes. We need organization. We need to fix like the things that are going on. We need accountability and we need alignment, right? And they said, well, what do we do? And I said, let me be the production manager. Let me run this operation. Here's my plan. This is what I think I can do. And then just slowly started doing some of that and then coaching people and grooming them and helping them understand that it's it's not always push. Home building is push, right? I'm just going to push everything through. It's more pull than push and sometimes push. But through coaching individuals and doing that, I said, man, I love this stuff again. It wasn't the homes that brought my joy. It was the people, which, and now on the other side, I'll tell you the people are the most frustrating part of the business, <laughs> right? But I really found a passion for coaching and helping people and, and showing them the way, which I went back to school after I get my bachelor's. I went to LSU and I earned my master's degree in construction management because I fell in love with the industry again. It wasn't really the industry. It was the people in the industry and this, this massive need. Wow. And when you say coaching, right, in construction, what does that involve? Who are you coaching? What's your process? Walk me through that. You know, it's it's very different for everybody. The way you have to approach it is very similar to a chameleon. If I approached every person, every every stakeholder I encounter, and I said, this is the way I'm going to coach you, and this is the way I'm going to help, I'll fail. And those individuals will fail. Instead, what I have to do is say, Tats, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve in the next five years? And you know what the answer is you usually get? I want to be at this company for five years, and I want to be in this. And I was like, no, 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 give me the real answer. Don't give me the BS. Don't give me the canned answer. Who do you want to be? 
And I said, don't think small terms, like get really big. I want to make a million dollars. I want to have my own custom home building business. I want to have my own HVAC company. Now we're getting somewhere. Now let's start unpackaging that. What do those goals look like? What does the next year look like? Three years look like? And how do we break that down into smaller and smaller goals? And then we do check-ins. So if I check in with you once a week, every other week, and we focus on those goals, we focus on how are you growing? Where did you come up short? What did you learn from that? Like really giving them that space to be vulnerable, where it's almost like now you're in this therapist role. Like what's bothering you, Tats? And you're like, I'm a big burly man. Like I'm not supposed to care about your feelings and your emotions. But that's the part that really matters. I can really make an impact when I understand who you are as a person. And then I can start guiding you and directing you in a way that's going to really take off for you. It's random. And, and you asked about who am I coaching? It's everybody. My current company, I'm the vice president of a custom home building company in Charlottesville, Virginia. I spend a lot of time coaching the owner of the company. And a lot of time coaching him to better understand how his people feel, what they're thinking, where they're going, what their goals are, how they align with his vision, and then how they don't align with his vision and how we might need to tweak things to help people like get in alignment with where we're going and really helping him see that, which has seen our company just take off over the last year. Yeah, for sure. Now... What are the steps in your mind from getting from, hey, I want to move up in five years to what's the meat and potatoes? How do you get people to open up? Show them that you care. I think show them that you care is the number one thing. If you don't care about the person personally, then they don't care how you feel about them any other way. They're not going to buy into who you are and what you're doing, right? They always say that people leave companies because of bad managers. And that could not be further from the truth. The more you care about your people and you help them get to where they want to go, whether it be investing in their future financially or just positive reinforcement. I think the second thing is show them that you're not perfect. This idea is that I'm the vice president. I don't do anything wrong. I'm perfect. I show them that I screw up things every day of the week. And I'm like, damn, I screwed that one up. And these are the things that I did. And this is what I should have done differently. And it shows people that, oh, I don't have to be perfect either because I'm not. <laughs> and then it just, it brings everybody's guard down. Everybody's open up the floodgates of transparency and vulnerability. And then the real growth happens. Makes sense. Now you talked about mistakes, learnings. What are your biggest learnings and things that didn't work out? You know, my biggest learnings is... Vision. I think I've really taken a better understanding of what vision means. In my past, I said, I'm going to go to a company that's going to give me this new title. It's going to give me more money. It's going to, it's going to offer me these other opportunities. But what I failed to understand was, where's the company going? Right. So if you're home building or you're in commercial construction, you just think in terms of your widget or, or what the end result is. But where's the company physically going? If the company you're joining says, we want to go from... 25 million a year in revenue, and we want to be a billion dollar company. Man, if red flags aren't going off in your head saying, that's not me, I don't align with this company, then you're, you're not paying attention to your vision either. So I think my biggest mistake was not truly understanding what the vision of these companies in my past was, asking the right questions, and then making the right decision to not join. And what is your vision? 
Oh, I haven't really developed a vision for me personally. I I have, but I can't I can't put it out there <laughs> because some some of it is uh is still is still for my journal. What is important to you? The most important thing to me is to leave this industry better than I found it. I want everyone who enters this industry to find how beautiful it how beautiful it is and how great this can be and what a, a magnificent income you can earn and. That's what I really want to do is I want to help give back to everybody else where I didn't get that when I was coming up. I don't know how it was for you, but we didn't have a lot of mentors or people saying, hey, this is how you do it. In fact, we had the opposite. We had welcome to the team. Good luck. If you make it, then great. If you don't, no problem. There's another body behind you. I want to rewrite that script. I want to say, I want you to make it. And if we determine in our in our path that this isn't the right fit for you or you're outpacing my company's growth. Then I want to be comfortable saying, hey, I think you're ready for the next step, but it's not here. I don't have that spot for you. But here's a company that is looking, and I'd be happy to be the reference. That's unorthodox, right? But if I care about those people and I'm truly genuine to who I am, that's who I'm going to be. And that's what I'm going to do for those people. So ultimately, I want to help the people around me. I want to make this industry better than what I found it. Wonderful. Explain to me your the title of your podcast, Feed Me Your Construction Content. Yeah, so it's it really started as I was sharing on LinkedIn constantly. I love sharing my feedback. My my failures was some of the stuff that I really enjoyed sharing. And people thought, you're just sharing on LinkedIn because you want to get another job. And I was like, no, it's, it couldn't be further from the truth. I want to share on LinkedIn because I want to help other people. What I didn't realize was when I'm recruiting for new candidates, me sharing on LinkedIn shows them who I am. It shows them my brand. And then I'm like, hey, I'm looking for new candidates. And they're like, oh, wh- where's it at? And where, where, when do I sign up? Like, you've got people. And this is not just employees. We think in terms of recruiting as employees. But what about the trade partners? I am constantly recruiting trade partners. And not to replace people, but I'm constantly recruiting because I need a bench. I want to make sure I have really high-level trade partners aligns with my company vision where we're going and with the same growth mindset. I want to help those trades similar to my my internal employees. I want to help them really understand their business because I think where we fail in construction is these subcontractors are failing because they don't know how to run a business. They know how to swing a hammer. They know how to put a roof on. They know how to put siding on the side of the house. They don't know how to run the business. And I want to help them with that piece. And I heard on your I don't remember what the gentleman's name was, but he he read his poem and he talked about the traveling superintendent saying two of these subcontractors are going to go out of business. And it's kind of like a badge of honor. That's common in our industry. And I want to rewrite that. I want to say, no, we need subcontractors. I am, as a general contractor, I'm nobody without my subcontractors. And I don't call them subcontractors or trade partners to me and not trade partners for financial reasons. Because, you know, if I treat you like you're one of me, you're you're on my team, then you give me a better price. It's trade partners because you're truly part of my team. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of partners on your podcast, you co-host with your wife. How's that like? <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. It's um, sometimes, you know, we are getting on the mics. We've got an idea on what we want to talk about and, and where we want to go with the direction. But oftentimes she'll be mad at me. I'm not typically mad at her. And then it's like, you know, trying to bring these these two cats together to to discuss it's been a really fun challenge and we've learned a lot about each other. We've grown a lot over this year. I think 
her confidence has soared, her voice, her, her confidence in her voice and who she is. And that people reach out to her, like when she's traveled to other states and she's at networking events and people say, are you Carolyn from Femir Construction Content? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I can't believe somebody knew me in another state. This thing is on the internet, like other people will see and hear this. And they respect and appreciate what you're saying. And, and that's what I really wanted to do when I wanted her to be a part of this podcast with me was that I wanted to have confidence and you do know what you're doing in this industry and people are interested. And, and I want you to be that person that people are saying, I want to be like Carol. Wonderful. Is there anything that I did not ask you, but you wanted to share? I think the biggest thing I want to share is, you know, the mental health side. This industry is a grind. I even tell people just bluntly, the industry sucks at times. We treat people poorly at times. I think we're still an antiquated industry. I think the biggest thing I want to say is, yeah, work hard, study hard, constantly learn, have a growth mindset, but don't take things too seriously. Commit to your 40 hours a week. Don't don't kill yourself working 50 and 60 hours a week. It's no longer necessary. Be extremely efficient every time you're you're on the job and what you're doing. The most important thing for the mental health side is have an outlet. My first task every morning is to journal for 10 minutes and read my book for 10 minutes, any book I want. But if I do that every morning, the journaling is great because I can dump any great ideas I have in my head or even any bad ideas. And bad being the negative thoughts, the imposter syndrome, the things that you're like, I'm not good enough. I get that stuff out before I even hit the road. So once it's out, it's out. I, I don't feel like I have to remember it. And then the other thing for me is, is physical fitness. Doing something, running, biking, some kind of exercise. It has to be a piece of your daily routine for you to be successful in this industry. Awesome. Thank you, Josh, for uh, sharing. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on, Tats. This has been great. Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.